Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide. So excited to have you guys with me. And I'm super pumped, guys. So over the next couple episodes, I'm going to be talking about business lessons from Taylor Swift. And there was no one better to do this with than my friend, Emily Bruner, and we'll introduce her in just one second. But if you don't know about Taylor Swift or don't follow her, well, first of all, today's a big day because today, Friday the 13th, Taylor releases her concert in movie theaters all across the country and really across the world. And the reason she did that was because so many people could not get tickets to the concert for an affordable amount. So, yes, she's making money on the concert in theaters, but I think it just shows that she put a lot of time, effort, money into this so that fans that couldn't be at the concert because of the, the insane prices could go. And so my friend Emily Bruner is our guest today. Emily is has become a Swifty with her daughter, and I'll let her share that journey in a second. And she's building something pretty awesome and impressive for fans of Taylor Swift. And so it made perfect sense for her to come on here and share business lessons she's learned watching Taylor in her business and career. And so Emily, first of all, proud of you, excited for you. Emily's actually a photographer in the Philadelphia area, building out this you know, membership and email that she's got going on for people that love Taylor Swift. So Emily, uh, first of all, thanks so much. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Hey, John, I'm so happy to be here on your show today and uh, and to talk about things I love, which are Taylor Swift and business. Yes, um, there's so many things that that we can learn from her because she is just not only does she like rock her music, but she yep. is like totally rocking the business side of everything she does as well. Yeah, well, and I I remember being, you know, I, I heard about Taylor Swift, wasn't really a fan and I love her music. But I think for me, more than anything, what I discovered was and, you know, I remember being on TikTok and the first day of the U.S. tour was in Arizona and we were about to go to bed. I'm like, babe, to my wife, I'm like, people are live on TikTok and we were watching. And of course, now my entire algorithm <laughs> is Taylor Swift. And from like the hat, the bracelets, the thing, what her mom does, like it, it is very impressive. And even if you don't love Taylor's music, I would encourage you to listen to what Emily says today and over the next few episodes and apply these things to her business. So, Emily, before we jump in, tell them about how you came to really love Taylor and now what you're building out, because I think there's going to be a lot of people that are excited about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always liked Taylor's music and, and, uh, but I wouldn't call myself a Swifty until recently. I have a 12 year old daughter. And I think, um, most people who have 12 year old daughters will totally understand this that my daughter was desperate to go to a concert. She has always been a Swifty and she was asking and asking and asking. And, and, uh, you know, it can be hard. It can be hard to get tickets to a concert. It is hard to get tickets to a concert. But we found a way uh, to make it work on a trip out to Pittsburgh, which is about four hours from our home. So um, in in following my daughter's enthusiasm, it totally got me wrapped up into this whole era's tour. Um, and then learning all of Taylor's music, not just the songs that are at the concert, but all of her past records that she's created, 
all of the the potential songs that could be surprise songs at the concert, just just like the excitement and being able to connect with my 12 year old over this was like everything to me. I, I say I can't thank Taylor enough for giving me the opportunity to mm. really connect with my tween. Um, those can be some yeah. some hard years to to really connect, you know, with your kids. So uh, we went to the concert and it was fabulous. And uh, after the concert, we had post-concert depression mm. and decided we needed to do something about that. So so we set off to find another opportunity to go to the Eras Tour. And we're so lucky that we got the opportunity to buy tickets to the show in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, as well as a show in Germany where my sister lives. Uh, but those those concerts are a long, long way away. They're like a year away. And we're like, how are we going to pass this time? And we thought, you know, it would be really fun. Taylor's super prolific. She works really hard and she has a lot of songs, like almost 250 songs. We're like, let's listen to a different song a day while we pass the days waiting, counting down to our next concert. Right. And we thought other people might like to do that as well. So we created a website where... Uh, we count down the days to each show, each city that Taylor is coming up on. And we do it by uh, celebrating a different song of hers each day. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So and we'll jump into it in a second here. But what I think is so cool, and I said this to Emily before we started recording, you know, we both are in Vincent Puglisi's group, Membership Freedom. And Emily actually originally and I, we were in Total Life Freedom together. But before that, we were in... Uh, uh, oh my goodness, whatever the photography one was, I can't even remember because we both did photography at the time. And I think both of us have always kind of been searching for a niche that we could kind of do to create something reoccurring that we would sure make money with, but have fun with. And I think what was so cool was I think Vincent probably even said to you, Emily, what would you do if you didn't have to make money? And you said, like, guys, I'm not kidding. One day there will be a podcast about the Philadelphia Phillies. I love the Phillies so much. The playoffs started October 3rd and we were very excited about it. But, you know, find that niche like and absolutely dive into it. Right. And so I think it's very interesting lesson as well, just from Emily, like that you kind of created this just out of a love for your daughter, for one, and wanting to connect with her and finding all these other people that like really love Taylor Swift and were like kind of counting down the days in anticipation of her next show. Is that right? Oh yes, that is totally right. I mean, I, I, I would be doing this, uh, this concert countdown website uh, regardless because it's, it's so fun. And when I was debating whether to kind of like share it, you know, like, do I keep it just to myself and just for me and me and Audrey to use, or do we share it? Yeah. I actually thought like, what would Taylor do? <laughs> and, and I'm a hundred percent sure like she would, she would share it. I mean, that's what she's done ever since she was a teenager. She, she's shared um, her work with, with the world and, and I think in a lot of ways, that's one of the most important things all of us can do, that we share our work with the world and, and share whatever our passions are with the people in our community. Well, I love that. Let's kind of let's kind of go there as we start. And I know we've got a couple different things. There's actually a bunch. Guys, Emily is so passionate about this. <laughs> when we first talked about it, I was in Atlanta doing that executive coaching. She was away and I I said, I have an idea. And I called her and I just said, hey, would you ever come on the podcast? I'm like, I've wanted to talk about this, but I don't know Taylor Swift enough. I know enough about her business that I'd love to discuss it, but I need the expert. And she's like, oh my goodness. So here we are. So Emily, in terms of like sharing her work, how have you kind of seen her? You know, really, I think she's shared her work for sure, but also like protect her work, 
right? We, you know, if you guys don't know about it, um, well, Emily, kind of give everybody in terms of sharing her work and also protecting her work, give everybody like a 60 second, like everything that happened with her old manager and while she's why she's kind of doing like some re-recordings of her music, you know, the Taylor's version of a lot of the old albums. Yeah. So when Taylor was um, just a teenager, when, when she was, I think she was 15, she signed a record deal um, that turned out to be not such a good deal for her. Uh, that record deal gave her some money up front, but in it, it gave the masters, which masters means basically the, the recordings. Mm -hmm. It gave ownership of all of her recordings from her first six albums to the record label. Uh, which meant she was not the one who could control how they're used, you know, but yet it's her music. So that came to be a problem. But she thought, OK, how about I try to to buy back those those rights, buy back right. those masters? And and um, the the record company, unfortunately, they would not give her a deal to buy those back that suited her. There were all kinds of strings attached. And she was like, no, no, I'm I'm not going to do this. So she ended up deciding that she wanted to re-record all of those six albums. That that's a pretty big uh that's that's a pretty big thing to do. Um it's a lot of work. But by re-recording them because she maintains the copyright to all of her songs. She was the the one who wrote the song. So she has copyrights to the lyrics and to the actual music. Uh, and that allowed her to be able to re-record all of those albums. And she uh, tried to re-record them, you know, keeping them pretty close, in some cases really close to, to what the original ones were. And in doing that, and she's actually still in the process of doing that, she has mm -hmm. uh, regained the copyright to all of her masters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I think, too, she... I just think it's impressive how she engages with the fans. Like I, you know, you can tell, and if you, you don't know Taylor at all, like Emily knows this for sure. Like during the eras tour, she's basically picking someone that gets the hat at each show. And I just think it's now it's, it's like a one in 50,000, 60,000 <laughs> chance you're going to be picked. But I think it's just one of those ways that she really connects with people. And I'm sure you see that a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, even if, even if you're not the one who gets picked uh, for the 22 hat, you know, in the song she sings uh, that her song 22 mm -hmm. near the end of the song, she comes up the stage and takes the hat off of her head and puts it on um, one of her fans. Uh, that fan is chosen from the audience by Taylor's team that, uh, or by sometimes by Taylor's mother. And uh, it's definitely a way that every single person watching, whether it's on a live stream from home or, or people watching there in, in the arena, um, they all they, they can all see themselves in that fan, you know, and everybody's so happy for for whoever that person is that, that got chosen to get get the 22 head. I mean, what a special, special like thing for for each of those people at, at the show. They, they went to the show not knowing that they were going to be the one who got the 22 hat and, and then they got selected. I mean, what an incredible experience. And, and again, I think every single person watching along can feel that joy right with them and and they feel a connection with Taylor, too. Absolutely. Well, I know we'll dive in and we'll do a couple other episodes, but you also see her just basically being different. Is that right? Like she does not fit the mold. I, I even remember 
when she did not have her music on Spotify for the longest time. It wasn't Taylor trying to be a jerk to fans. And it Taylor didn't care about the money necessarily. It was her saying, I'm going to stand up for other musicians who deserve to be paid to stream songs. And I think I equate it a lot to sports, right? If someone deserves a certain contract and we like, yes, they make millions of dollars. But, you know, I know people like Bryce Harper from the Phillies and, and players like that have said, well, I signed this deal not for me, for other players. Do you kind of see like so that they get paid and, and earn their value? Do you kind of see that she's just not standing? And I know we we won't address the political belief she has because but like she's been very open and said, like, no, if I believe this person is wrong, I'm not going to like stand up. There's a video that circulated about like, you know, a certain politician a few years ago and she's crying like no dad. On the video, I cannot allow this to happen. I won't stand for this. I feel like, but really like being yourself and, and kind of like standing up for that is a huge part of what she's done in her personal life and in her business. Yeah. And, and you know, John, that's that's taken some time for her to, to sort of get to a place where she, I think, feels brave enough to, to do that because taking a stand one way or another in anything in life is a scary thing to do, especially when so many eyes are on you, you know, and especially when you're the kind of person who, who cares what other people think about you. So, um, you know, she, she went through a lot of her career, not putting herself out there and in her own beliefs, but, but as she's grown up, as we all do, I think she's come to realize that like some things in life are really important. So the things that she believes in, she does stand up for. And, and one of those, when Apple streaming uh, started with, with music, yes, Apple was going to have this three month free trial for all people, you know, who, who wanted to listen to it. But during that three month free trial, Apple was not going to pay any royalties to the musicians whose music they had on the platform. Taylor said, like, that's not right. You know, she said, she said, I can, that's a pretty big hit, you know, to, to have worked and then not get paid for three months. Mm -hmm. um, she's thinking, she wrote a letter to Apple saying all of this. And she, she essentially said, I, I can, I can afford it. I'm okay. I, this isn't going to end yeah. me or bankrupt me, but there are so many other artists out there who are just getting started and they can't afford to not get paid for three months for their work, for their good work that people are enjoying and, and that Apple that you are profiting off of. So, you know, she kind of put the analogy. She's like, I don't ask, we don't ask for phones for free. And she oh. put this letter out there and, and Apple, like within like, I think it was within 24 hours, Apple was like, uh, you're right. And they changed it. Um, so that benefited her, her entire industry, all of her peers, you know, so yep. those are the kinds of things that, that she's thinking about. I mean, in addition to creating her art, she's thinking about the bigger picture of the whole industry. And that's, uh, something I think each of us in whatever our industries are, that's, that's something really important. You know, what's the, the phrase like a, a rising tide lifts all ships. Yep. Yep. Um, it's, it's so important. Don't you think? No, absolutely. And I think too, I mean, I think about in real estate, when I coach and mentor realtors through my membership and all this, like there's a billion realtors, right? You know, we probably all know dozens of realtors that we can name offhand. So what are you going to do to stand out? You know, I love this. How are you going to care about people? How are you going to connect with people? How are you going to advocate for the right thing? Right? So 
Well, Emily, thanks so much. Appreciate you being here. Excited to have you on over the next few episodes. Tell people, you know, as you build out this, uh, where can people connect with you and find it if they're, I mean, I'm, I, I want to sign up just because I'm interested in her business ideas, but also her music. So tell us more about it. Yeah, you can uh, you can find my new Taylor Swift Eras Tour Concert Countdown website at concertcountdowns.net. And uh, on it, you'll see a countdown to each city and a song of the day and some other fun things. I'm featuring other like artists and people who are doing work kind of in the, the Swifty universe. Um, and you can also sign up to get the daily email right to your inbox, which um, I think is super fun because it just like shows up in the morning and there, there's your email and you can get the song of the day and, and you don't have to um, even really like remember to go looking for it. So that's where you can find me, concertcountdowns.net. Well, I appreciate you, Emily. So proud of you. And thanks for your time today. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.